He humbled you and allowed you to be hungry and fed you with manna. That's a substance which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, so that he might make you understand by personal experience that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. Deuteronomy 8, 3. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Neil Parks. What a statement from God's Word. Man lives by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. And the precursor, if you will, says, so that he, God, might make you understand. My friends, that manna is straight out of heaven. That takes us back to the temptation of Jesus in Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. I like what the Passion Translation, how it describes it. Afterward, the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness to experience the ordeal of testing by the accuser. And after fasting for 40 days, Jesus was extremely hungry. Now, the Aramaic word for devil means accuser. The Greek word is slanderer. And that 40-day thing, you see, Moses and Elijah both fasted 40 days in the Old Testament, it says. The number 40 usually signifies passing a test or enduring a time of trial. It rained for 40 days in the time of Noah, and Jonah warned Nineveh for 40 days. God told Ezekiel to lay on his right side, you guessed it, 40 days. Matthew 4 goes into verse 3, and it says, Then the tempter, or slanderer, came to him and said, How can you possibly be the Son of God and go hungry? Just command these stones to be turned into loaves of bread. Verse 4 says, Jesus answered, the scripture says, Bread alone will not satisfy, but true life is found in every word that constantly goes forth, you guessed it, from God's mouth. Folks, Jesus is talking about the divine kiss. The divine kiss from the mouth of God, in our study of the Song of Songs, or Song of Solomon, is about the Shulamite, the bride, or the maiden, if you will, requesting the kisses from the king's mouth. You see, the word of God is what proceeds from God's mouth. Our heart can only live by that which comes from the mouth of God. So at that moment in the wilderness, Jesus was quoting Deuteronomy 8, uh, verse 3. 
Now look what Paul says in Acts uh, 21 verses uh, 13. Paul is talking to the brothers in Syria. Now Paul is on his way to Jerusalem, but it was a stopover in Syria. And here's what verse 13 is saying. When we, the brothers in Syria, heard that his return to Jerusalem, we and every one there that day begged Paul not to be stubborn and persist in going to Jerusalem. But Paul wouldn't budge. Why all this hysteria, Paul says? Why do you insist on making a scene and making it even harder for me? You're looking at this backward. The issue in Jerusalem is not what they do to me, whether arrest or murder, but what the Master Jesus does through my obedience. Folks, can you see that? You see, Paul had received a word from God, but better put, a divine kiss from God. Now, for 3,000 years, the rabbis have referred to the kisses of the mouth as the kiss of the Torah in Old Testament. Listen to how one Jewish commentator describes the kiss. He says, the kiss, this gesture of the lips in relation to the color-stained leather cover of the sefer or scroll, you might say, is like the embrace of the king, a mere symbolic token of affection. Well, beyond a kiss, this constitutes a wondrous union which is like no other union, and nothing comparable or can be found like it in the mortal world. A unification of utter fusion and exclusiveness from every side and angle. I like what Matthew uh, Henry commentates about the kiss of death regarding Moses' death. He says, the Jews say with a kiss from the mouth of God, no doubt he died very easily. It was an euthanasia, a delightful death. There were no bands in his death, and he had in his death a most pleasing taste of the love of God to him. But that he died at the mouth of of the Lord means no more but that he died in compliance with the will of God. Note, the servant of the Lord, when they have done all their work, must die at last in obedience to their master and be freely willing, if you will, to go home whenever he sends for them. Now, the dominant theme in our study, the Song of Songs, is the king's emotions or affections for his bride. We are transformed as we understand the way God thinks and feels about us. 
especially about our weaknesses. This revelation causes us to run to him instead of run from him. It causes us to have confidence in his love and to open our spirits to him in our weaknesses. Many sincere believers seek God with a condemned heart or a closed and guarded spirit. I want to just pause here for a moment and make a huge clarification statement about the kiss of God. The divine kiss is a metaphor for intimacy with God. It speaks God's invitation to go deeper with Jesus. We are not to think of kissing Jesus on the mouth. This is outside the boundaries of God's Word to think in a sensual, imaginational way. Now, the Song of Solomon was written to extol the beauty of married love and to give us insight into our relationship with Jesus as our bridegroom, groom, excuse me, God. All that the Spirit teaches motivates us to love Jesus more. Look what the Apostle John writes in his Gospel. Uh, chapter 16, verse 14. He says, He will glorify me. He, God, uh, the Father, will glorify me, Jesus, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. He's saying that he will declare it to the church. Solomon writes this love song in a way that is reminiscent of his own experience with God in Solomon's earlier years. As king of Israel, God visited him in a dream to test him, 2 Chronicles 1, 7-12. The Lord allowed him, Solomon, to make one supreme request or to ask God for anything. So Solomon, he asked for supernatural impartation of wisdom and knowledge to serve him better. Did you get that? To serve God better. That was Solomon's request. So God continues to test his people by allowing them to ask for anything them meaning the bride, the Shulamite, the maiden, supreme request from the Father is the divine kiss of the Word. The Shulamite, she wants more than power, more than a prominence and earthly comforts. God is raising up a people who long for the kisses of God's word as their supreme request. There are many necessary things to ask for, hey, but they are secondary. The greatest prayer of faith is to receive grace to love God with all our heart and strength. 
I want to share just a scripture that just now comes to my mind at this very moment. The book of uh, uh, John, the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. This is huge. In the beginning, John says, or Jesus, talking about Jesus, in the beginning, before all time, was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God himself. He was continually existing in the beginning. In other words, co-eternally with God, with the Father, with the Holy Spirit. All things were made and come into existence through him, Jesus. And without him, Jesus, not even one thing was made that has come into being. The divine kiss is the Word of God, and the Word is Christ himself. So here's a question. The question is, how important is it for you to grow in your faith and furthermore be the vessel that God wants you to be and accept his kiss regardless of the outcome. Let me say it again. How important is it is for, for you to grow in your faith and furthermore be the vessel that God wants you to be and accept his kiss regardless of the outcome? Let me pray for you. Father God, I, I'm just overwhelmed, Lord, to be here on planet Earth in this most exciting moment. And I pray right now for each and every one of our listeners that they would yearn for your kisses. They would want a divine kiss to sustain them to sustain them, to be a vessel, to be used, knowing that they're on their way home. They, This is no longer their home, Father God. They are here. They've been created for eternity. Father God, I just pray that they would seek you with all their heart and all their soul, that they would hunger and thirst for you and your will to be done. Lord Jesus, I just lift them up to you right now today, that they would want more and more and more of your word, your kisses, your divine will, and it would be done accordingly. And I pray this in the name above all names, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Well, folks, I'm looking forward forward to the next time. And make sure you keep your lamp full. I'm Neil Parks. <laughs>